All right, well, welcome back to another episode of the Physical Athletic Podcast. Adrian Bradis here, along with Armando Aguilar, Director of Strength and Conditioning out here at Physical Athletics. Is that is that correct? Did I do that right? Yes, that's correct. That's correct. Director <laughs> episode of four, man. Episode four. Let's keep it rolling. Man, it's a it's been a crazy past couple of weeks. Uh, we're fresh off an election week. We're fresh off a week where uh, the city said that it was shutting down, and maybe we'll have some clarity this week on whether or not it's going to happen. But uh, it brings us to our next guest today, um, Antonio Antiveros, correct? Yes, Cathedral High School, defensive tackle, tight end, class of 2021, pro- high school prospect and recruit. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have a conversation with uh, somebody who's, who's right in the heat of the moment because each week we talk about high schoolers and we always talk about how how bad we feel just you know among us here just talking i i work uh you know in sports and covering high school each week and um armando obviously works uh training a lot of these high school athletes whether it be football volleyball whatever the sport may be and i'm sure for you guys you know aside from the pandemic aside from what you guys are doing in the class i'm sure on the field has just been so in flux and just so out of control and it's probably been really frustrating for you guys yeah, it really has. I mean, you know, my senior year, it's kind of like it's a 50-50 chance, really. Yeah. Do you play any other sports? I used to play basketball, but then once I decided, you know, I want to go play college, I decided to take football full-time. Nice. And uh, how long have you been doing football full-time? I've been playing football for four years, really, since I started high school. Are you a weight room junkie? Do you love being in, like, places <laughs> like this? <laughs> Honestly, I do. I really do. I like coming here. Really? Mm-hmm. See, going going back to to basketball once again. Just you know, you, you play basketball, and then they transition into into football. Just like we talked about last week, I think Jacob was talking about uh, him uh, playing basketball for a few years, and then he finally specialized in, in football. Yeah, no, no, it's just just again. It's again. just a thing. Yeah, yeah it's just a thing. Yeah. <laughs> athleticism. Ba- it just, it just, players yeah, naturally have good hands. Yeah, good hands, good athleticism. You can move front to back, left to right, all angles, and. It seems like uh, the basketball athletes are the ones who just really are, are also determined. The dual sport athletes are really determined to see that kind of bigger picture and think, hey, maybe I can do this in college. You know, maybe mm-hmm. my I can I can couple this with my grades that I've you know done a good job on and I've done well on the field. I put together some good film. I mean, what's been the rec- uh, the college recruiting process like? Well, it's been all right. It's been it's kind of long, kind of draggy this year, just because you know. I don't have much film besides last year. Um, you know, this year since we only had our, our one game a couple weeks ago, I had I had some good film and I sent it to a bunch of coaches. They looked at it, but uh, other than that, it's been kind of difficult because usually the process takes like I'd say maybe like two years, but we've been backed up a lot. So. Who who are the schools that you uh, you played against so far? Just Sanelli. Sanelli. We were supposed to have played. Mountain View, Jefferson, San Torneo, Horizon, and El Paso High. And before the season even got underway, which was unfortunate, it, there was that two-week hiatus with Cathedral football due to internal COVID-19 complications. And, you know, we don't have to get into any of that stuff, but what I really want to get into is that senior year is so integral for people in college recruiting prospects and stuff. And I, I'm sure that for you it's just created that, you know, uncertainty. But at, at the same time, has it called you to, to be a little bit, you know, to reach out virtually or, you know, adapt a little bit online in, in unconventional ways that you wouldn't have otherwise? Yeah, actually, it does do that because, um, you know, I was supposed to have gone to, I mean, as many camps as I could have this year. 
that's one way you can get yourself scouted in person. It's a little bit easier than, you know, having to, having to text a coach and be like, hey, coach, I'm interested, or, you know, emailing them, and it's like, well, that could that's take a awkward. while. That's yeah. awkward. It Isn't it weird? Like, yeah, you know, re, you know re, trying to reach out to somebody at the college level and just say, hey, I'm, I really would love to play for you. It's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do for just somebody like you at a high school level. I mean, everybody else, all your classmates who don't want to do uh, college football, they're just putting the, together their simple application. You have, actually have to market yourself in yeah, a way. Yeah. That's, it's, you're a little uncertain at first when you start because you're like, well, what if they don't reach out to me? But, I mean, now it's, like, I'm pretty confident. I mean, I've learned that, like, you know, you don't hear back from a coach after a while. You know, you can move on. The worst but, I can say is just no. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's really... That's, <laughs> that's the truth. It's like you're your own agent. Do you feel like that? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it really teaches you how to be an adult, I guess. Yeah. What, uh, what areas... Uh, uh, is it away from El Paso? Is it, you know, <clears throat> certain areas that you're looking at possibly for college? Is it uh, the academics that weigh heavily on it, too? Honestly, yeah, the academics do weigh pretty heavily on it, cause um, I mean, I, you know, I have pretty pretty hard classes. They're pretty rigorous, and um, something that I just wanted to do is I wanted to keep that challenge going. I don't want to go to a school where it's like, oh, you know, you need like a 3.0. It's like you know, I want something that's a little bit more challenging so that I know that I've actually put some work in. Man, I love that. Yeah. yeah when do you hear that, Armando? Uh, that's I mean, it, you can't. In, when it comes to athletics, you know, you can't be too cool for school. I mean, everything has to, everything oh, ties on, in. Man. You sound corny. No. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's, it's, it's the truth, you know. And, and, and coaches really do want athletes that are, of course, athletic and are going to help them win games. But, of course, they want uh, athletes that are actually going to be able to uh, get their degree and, you know, go on and pursue uh, other things unless their, their main goal is to make it into professional football or professional sports. So I, I think it's uh, academics shouldn't be like a plan B. I think it should be right there, right along with with your athletics. So, so that's that's good. But one thing that I, I've, I you've been training here since like since March, March right? Late February, March. I don't think I ever asked you what do you want to major in. I want to do kinesiology. Okay. Oh, All right. I, I, so some inspiration this whole time, this whole time yeah, this whole time I, I had no idea. I I thought about it maybe I, I think a couple of weeks ago. Um, Actually, when you got your offer from University of St. Mary, that's when I thought about it. I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's great, but I don't think I ever asked you what, what you wanted to do. No, so. yeah, it's, that's what I want to do. Because I have a lot of inspiration coming out. So oh, like there you go. See? I love it. Hey, so he's, our, he's the guest, and he's also very excited <laughs> about doing this in the future. I mean, what is it about kinesiology that really interests you or you know, this, kind of, this kind of environment right here? Mm, I mean, just I, I thought about it. I've thought about it before. Like, you know, I became interested in it like last year, I'd say. But I guess when I started coming here and I was like, you know, I experienced the work here and then I'd, I'd look next door and I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting because, you know, it's something that I've always liked. I've always wondered, like, you know, how does a body, like, work together? Do you want to uh, focus specifically, like, on physical therapy or do you want to do, like, sports performance type of, type of thing? I mean, if it's possible, I would probably want to do both. Okay. I don't want to switch back and forth. Okay. All right. Do you, uh, do you have, this is, you know, kind of a little bit off topic, but I'll get back to it, but, uh, like, what are your leadership qualities kind of like, because you're a senior, and I'm, I'm sure you're having to talk to a lot of younger athletes on this team who are having to deal with a lot of things, too, and, you know, the mental health aspect of it, along with juggling grades and academics and virtual learning or, you know, in, in-person learning when you guys come back and stuff. How has that been? Well, actually, I'm one of the team captains on my team since last year and um, 
one of the things I've always told us is, you know, you have to be there for the younger guys. Especially this year, the freshmen, they're kind of, you know, kind of timid. Usually, like, stereotypical freshmen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the one thing we've always had to do is had to stay on top of the guys about their grades because a lot of times we've had guys, you know, when they're ineligible and we've lost games because of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. How is it trying to stay on top of guys when it's virtual? I mean, like you or at times, you know, I mean, I know that you guys switch back and forth from being in the classroom or you know, virtual mm-hmm. online. Like, how is it, you know, accountability when you see the guy, you know, after a while and being like, hey, man, you got to get your grades together or you got to get this, get this together because we need you on the field. Yeah, because the coaches, they tell us, you know, we have grade checks every week, obviously, to check for eligibility. Otherwise, you know, I don't know what will happen. But um, okay. you do that and the coaches tell you, you know, you have to stay on top of this guy. So you try your best to, you know, push him. It's like, hey, you need to pick up your grades a little bit because they're not looking too good. And then if they don't, you know, come the time during the game, you're like, dude, come on, we counted on you. It's like we needed you, for, like you said, you need him for the game. And um, especially, you know, if they're an upperclassman, because it's happened to some upperclassmen before, not just lowerclassmen. So. Wow. So guys should, who that's, should know that's, it, too. Yeah, absolutely. And see, go, going back to the, to the school topic, you do want athletes that are, you know, again, very athletic and are going to help you win games. But if they can't pass their classes, then just quite simply, they're not, uh, they're not eligible. And so then they can't help them win games. Well, it brings, me, it brings me to, like, you know, just also the social media era and just the age that we live in where, like you were talking about, you know, college recruiters are t- texting you, maybe emailing you, however they may be reaching out to you. But they're also looking at you on social media. And I've seen a, the biggest trend on online is that high school athletes are posting their GPAs in their bio, and they're very proud of it, too. And I'm sure you'd be proud of yours and I'm sure that there's a lot of your teammates who would be proud of theirs too but you got to have that GPA in order to do that I you just, can't just I, lie is, is that is that new is that really new? I, you know, I only, I only say this because I, I just joined, joined Twitter. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> stop, yeah. stop laughing. <laughs> like, I don't know, two, three weeks ago or whatever. And then, I, and I, uh, you know, as I'm following athletes and coaches, of course, I did see that that you know, three point five GPA, and um, and I thought, okay, I guess this is for recruiting purposes, perhaps. But it, I don't know if it was a brand, brand new thing or it, it's been going on for for a while. Well, think about so. it. It's a, re- it's a resume for you. It's like mm-hmm. you can just put. Tight end, defensive defensive lineman, any accolades that you've gotten, uh, who you are, what class you're graduating in, and your GPA, right? I mean, mm-hmm. would you put anything else? Huddle, huddle uh, yeah, videos you, and stuff. Normally, what um, what you would have, you know, because you have to sell yourself pretty much on social media. You have to make yourself marketable. Um, you'd usually add your name, your class, your position, um, like you said, your huddle. You can add any achievement you have, you know, like if you were all state, all conference. Um, you can add your SAT score because they okay. need that, and then your NCA eligibility ID. Nice, nice. So, what is it like talking to people with your profile? Because that's another, that's a whole other animal. You're talking about cutting film. You're talking about showing the biggest highlights out there, and hope, hoping that somebody else likes what you liked when you first cut that film and worked on your huddle account and stuff. Yeah, well, you know, the huddle or having film is like one of my main priorities because last year, well, last year I really didn't play the position that I had wanted to play for college. So, I mean, I still got some work in. I got to experience something else, but having to show your film, at least you have to make sure that your best players are on top because, you know, I've heard before 
or I've been told like you know coaches won't watch your film if if it's too long if it's kind of like if it has music and stuff they just they, they just want it like plain Jane simple they don't want a promo video yeah they just yeah. want just they okay. just want they just want your best plays in front and they want it to be nice and short because if not then they don't watch it if it's like five minutes long well that so. makes sense Antonio I mean I've seen some that are like I'm like man did you play in this game <laughs> like they'll they'll put together like a hype video and I'm like. Yeah, where, where, where was the highlight? Like, <laughs> where are you? Yeah, like all this was in pregame. Like all these like little workouts and bursts and stuff yeah. were in pregame. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like that's a, that's a big part of it too. Have, has it been also about uh, like for you accumulating videos of you working out in the weight room or you know doing doing um, you know videos at practice and stuff like that? I mean, it's it's probably like all the you're talking about trying to get as much film as you can. I, you got to get as much film as you can get, right? Yeah, that's that's another thing. Especially since some people aren't getting enough games as they'd like. One thing that they're doing, I've noticed a lot, is, you know, when they're at the gym or at home, they're putting in any kind of work. They always have somebody filming. And so uh, mm -hmm. usually when we're working out here, Mondo will film me or stuff like that. He'll take pictures. Like nice. He just films. But yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's a good video. Fan, yeah, pictures are are boring with with the 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 kind of stuff that this guy's doing and the amount of weight. A lot of times, uh, pictures are boring. I mean, yeah, people want to see want pe people want to see that that very slow max squad just and then finally he stands up and then he wrecks the weight. So I, I, yeah, I try to re I try to record as much as I can, and of course the the really really neat stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, going back to uh, the. The camps and all that stuff. You did go to one, correct? What? Where was it at? At Harden Simmons. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, when was that? Uh, July. July. Okay. Big El Paso. A lot of El Paso recruits and prospects out there, correct? Or mm -hmm. they really like El Paso they, too. There were actually. I met a few guys that I hadn't met before, and you know, we became pretty good friends. Okay. Nice. And hey, they've gotten some good talent too. I I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, do you do you recall any of the names out there from El Paso? I mean, I'm trying to think now. I'm, this is just brain fart on my end, but it's a it's a pretty bad. They're really recruiting El Paso hard. Bottom line. Yeah, there are a couple guys from the Valle there. Um, I think I saw a guy from El Dorado. Okay. And then um, the one that I did probably get the closest to was Noel. Oh okay. Noel okay. Moreno. Oh nice. Yeah, he was nice. there because we well, we play the same position. Nice. How so, many um, how many athletes were were there? Sheesh, I don't know. There were a lot though. Okay. So I was, I was just going back to like the conversation we were having last last week with uh, with Jacob and him going to these uh, these showcases and combines and uh, going to LA. What was the other one he uh, he talked about? Uh, uh, I think the, the main one was going to LA, and of course it was a much much smaller pool of, of athletes. I think he said 15, 20 athletes. Uh, but just in comparison, you know, how how did you feel going into that uh, into that showcase or that showcase mm -hmm. that that camp? I guess you uh, it's. So it wasn't a combine, it was more of a camp, no, right, uh, skill-specific? Skill mm. How did you feel going, going into that? Um, did you guys record anything, and did you use that for, like, coaches that you're going to send it to, to them? Uh, we didn't record anything, actually, because, okay. you know, it was during, it was still during the pandemic, so mm. the parents necessarily couldn't watch, mm. so we couldn't, mm. and, uh, I mean, my parents did still watch, but they were outside of the fence, mm -hmm. and it was kind of far away okay. where we were. In comparison with them but um going in you know i just i wasn't nervous or anything i mean there's no reason you should be nervous when you're going to something like that because you know you're trying to you're trying to show yourself the best you possibly can and you know i guess coaches understand you know even if you mess up as long as you don't like oh you know that was me you know oh come on now it's like as long as you don't like 
blame it on yourself. Then, you know, you just go out there the next play, you know, forget about it. You got the next play. And, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I messed up a couple times, but, you know, it's because yeah, it's natural. You know, you're in a college setting. It's not exactly, you know, what you're used to. And you're playing with a bunch of other guys that uh, are just as athletic or even better, you know? You have the right mentality. I, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, that's, it seriously is the right mentality because you, you can't go in thinking that you're going to run this, this show kit. And you can't go in with all this anxiety mm -hmm. either. You can't go in with all the work. And I'm sure that's something that you also have to break too, uh, Armando, is mm -hmm. when, you're, when you're helping athletes, um, whether it be Antonio or whoever it may be, um, going to these showcases, combines, camps, it's got to be, you know, going mentally prepared and go going physically prepared. We're going to we're going to get you there physically, but you've got to help us by getting there mentally and just kind of mentally preparing. Oh, absolutely. You know, with with uh, as far as physically uh, physically prepared, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I, I know the athletes will be ready for for that. But as far as mentally, I think if I can uh, a lot of times, depending on the camp, of course, if it's just purely skill specific, you know, there's, there's not much that I can do there. But if there are some drills that they're perhaps going to do there, uh, whether it's a, a three-cone drill, uh, a pro agility, or if they're going to do a 40-yard dash, then I can do some of those things in here to help them feel more confident uh, so that when they go in there, they're, they know what they need to do. They're, they know what the drill is going to consist of. And so that takes a little bit of the pressure off of doing that, and then they can just focus on their on their football specific stuff, you know, their drills, whatever they do at school. Which, you know, being a senior with him, and even even for juniors, I'm sure I've, they've been doing some of those drills uh, for for years and years and years. And if they, you know, they do different positions, then I'm sure those drills become very very familiar, and and it's and it's uh, uh, home away from home type of thing. You know, this this is natural. This is this is my this is my area. This this is what I'm I'm good at. Uh, so I'm sure it gets it gets easier when it comes to that. But as far as physically, mentally prepared, you know, I can do some things in here to to of course physically get them ready. But if if I can simulate some of that stuff in here, then it'll transfer better over there for them. So. We've uh, we've talked over 20 minutes, but I we haven't even asked about you and how you got into the sport. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> we've been talking about all this. We've been talking about all the questions we've had over the past several weeks about just high school activities and just kind of yeah. dealing with it. But how'd you get started playing football? I mean, where, how'd you develop a passion for it? Well, in middle school, I mean, I wasn't exactly the smallest guy. I was, I was pretty big. I was one of the bigger guys in my class. And um, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or anything. <laughs> no, come on, <laughs> yeah. hey. But like, I was probably one of the more athletic guys too. And um, you know, my coach was like, you know, why don't you come out and try for football? And I was like, nah, I don't feel like it. I don't want to play because at that time I was just playing soccer and basketball, and I was like, nah, I don't really feel like playing football. I'd rather focus on other things. And then the eighth grade year is when I played because he finally convinced me. And then you know I was like, what the heck, this is fun. And so I was like, I'm gonna go play in high school now. <laughs> so when I got to high school, I was like, oh, I'm so ready to play football. And I, you know, I guess from there just being around the coaches and the guys that I was with, I just learned to appreciate it. Because when I was a freshman, the seniors there, they were uh, they were kind of mean. But it was like a good type of mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that, you. That's, that's uh, yeah, that, I feel like that's always the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and then you become that senior and... And you become that senior, now it's your turn. <laughs> So with, you're mean? No, uh, with, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him in here with his cousin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris, oh, yeah. Antonio, do you uh, do you watch football a lot? Do you are you a big fan of the game itself? 
I do, yeah. I watch college and professional nice. all weekend. I try to do my homework, but I end up doing that instead. Nice. Is it is it more like you know encouraging to you? Is it something that you look as inspiration, or you just love the game? Is it like all all aspects of it? You just love it. It's it's all aspects, really. I mean, I love watching it because you know I want to be in that position one day, and um, I use it, you know, as a way like you know just to have fun, and then I also use it as a way to kind of study a little bit. Nice. Okay. Just the way that they play is a lot faster than high school, obviously. And um, just looking at how I need to, you know, like if I'm looking at a position, I I watch like what they do sometimes, you know, just to, I guess, to get an idea. Do you watch other sports other than football? Mm, I watch a little bit of basketball here and there. Not nice. as much. Okay. But football is your true passion. I, I like that. And is there a, a player that you draw inspiration from? Or is there somebody out there who's like your guy? Like you, you always watch. You got to watch every Sunday. Well, uh, I'm, I'm a Texans fan. I'm a big Texans fan. So, I mean, when we had DeAndre Hopkins, I was like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the game. Nobody can beat him. And, you know, he's with the Cardinals now, but I still respect him as a player. He's still my favorite wide receiver. And I like then, it. Yeah, as far as defense, you know, again, since I'm a Texans fan, my favorite pers- my favorite player is J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. Take a lot of inspiration from him. Nice. Are you are you kind of that pass rusher? Are you on the nose? Are you more on the D-line? Or like, Are you like a tackle? Where are you at? No, it's more like a pass rusher. Ooh, so you're like a pass rusher too. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy on the defensive line. I'm more of like kind of the smaller but quicker guys. Okay, okay. I like that. So, so we're the theme of these past couple of weeks has been pass rushers because we just talked to Jacob, who is a pass rusher too, and we were talking about technique. Uh, you know, everything that you guys have to be. Are you are you kind of what, what's your what's your skill type when you when it comes to pass rushing? Are, do you like the speed? Do you like the finesse? Is it skill, power? What is it? Mm, well, usually, as a defensive lineman, they teach you to have um, good hands and good feet. Mm. One of the main things you want to have is you want to have good hands because. They teach you that, you know, once an offensive lineman gets his hands on you, usually, I mean, you can't do much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, you, yeah, exactly. You kind of have to use your hands, you know, before they get their hands on you. And if you combine that with speed, then, you know, I mean, you can be as good as you want to be. Mm-hmm. I like that. What, uh, what, what was your transition into, what, what different positions, because you, you mentioned that last year you, you didn't play the position that you wanted to, uh, to play into going into your uh, going into your senior year which, which changed what, what position did you start off at the beginning when you first started playing football and then how did you transition well, when I started playing one? football I started with tight end and outside linebacker okay but then uh, I guess I, don't know, I guess as I got bigger they figured oh well we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to waste this guy's size so they were like you know we're going to put you we're going to put you on the defensive line and I was like alright and so you know I tried it out I mean I'd get I'd get bullied a lot because you know playing as offensive linemen that size are pretty hard yeah. And, um, you know, eventually I just learned, you know, I learned to take it and I learned that, you know, not to let them hit you, you know, to hit them instead. So. What's the biggest guy you've gone up against? Probably my freshman year. We had some seniors that were pretty big because they were the state champions that year. And um, there was like, I'd say three linemen that were big. Mm-hmm. There was Patrick, Dallas, and then Michael. How big are we? Are we talking here? We're talking like, well, Patrick was like six foot. He was a center, but he was like huge. He was a big dude. Three hundred, something like that. Yeah, around there. He was a big guy, and um, 
he was yeah, I'm just saying he was big. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, Michael, he was like six seven. Ooh. He was huge. He was a big dude. Can he move? Is he like he six could seven? Move. He was fast. Move? Wow. He was That's fast. Where is he playing now? <laughs> he went to go play for Southwestern, but um he injured his knee because his oh. knee had, he had really bad knee problems. That's a problem with people who are so tall like mm-hmm. that. You gotta worry about the knees. It's either it's either that or you switching sports to basketball. <laughs> You're playing yeah. some hoops after that. It, it's uh, him. Him mentioning that just you know I started thinking of some of the the bigger guys that I've I've, I've been around with and I've, I've coached, I've trained. I think the biggest guy I've ever seen, I've ever trained <clears throat> a few years ago uh, at UTEP. Remember Josh Silvis? Oh, I love Josh Silvis. He's oh, now man. the power, Su- power yeah. lifter. Yeah, he's the uh, uh, nicest guy ever. Yeah, yeah, he's he's by far one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Worked hard, but I mean, you're looking at a guy who's 6'4", if I'm not mistaken, and between at summer he was about 390 pounds. What? Uh, 390 right? pounds? <laughs> I mean, off season, off season, off season. For like coming back from uh, winter break, you know, January, uh, February, more or less, he was always between four five, four hundred to four ten, and then in the summer he would drop down to three ninety, maybe three eighty five. I think maybe I, I may have weighed him at that, but six four three three ninety. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's what that's. Uh, I mean, you you don't you just walk around that guy. You know, you just realize how wide that guy that guy is. It's it's amazing. Yeah, a great friend, great friend of mine, and he. Um, He's right now competing for the like the national yeah the strong uh, strong yeah yeah strongman competitions yeah which is he's got a great frame great size for it I think he's gonna do and I'm I'm sure he's pushing closer to 450 right now wow, honestly he, he really, he's just because I, I I follow him on social media as well and I've seen some of the weight that he that guy puts up and it's Ridiculous. it's amazing yeah oh it's yeah it really is I'm a big shout out to him <laughs> he's awesome <laughs> yeah no he's he, amazing and uh, like when it when it comes to so we're talking big players that you're going up against but what about big hits that you've given i mean i'm sure like oh, yeah. sacking sacking the quarterback has to be the best feeling on this planet right yeah it really does <laughs> it, is, it is the best feeling what, which what's your favorite do you have a favorite sack that you you had this past like past couple years in your high school career probably last year because last year was when i got i'd say the most playing time and the we play this team um i forgot where they're from I don't know where they're from. They're from somewhere in Texans that we okay. play in our division. But um, my sophomore year, they were really good. And um, a lot of our seniors that year had gotten injured. And so we kind of took it personal when we played them next year. <laughs> so uh, a couple of us kind of kind of bullied their quarterbacks. Ooh. And so, yeah, we injured like two of them, I think. Because they had, they had three Pretty quarterbacks. Pretty bad injury or just like, yeah. Didn't I tell you? I I could have sworn I told you that one that we had broken somebody's leg. <laughs> we did. Oh yes, we yes, did. yes. <laughs> we did. It I was like it was, it was like three of us. Oh gosh. You said that the nicest way possible. You know we we just we just helmets full off. After this quarterback, <laughs> after these couple quarterbacks. Yeah, we kind of injured though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so this is the nicest way. Is it, did you just manhandle? I mean, coming off the edge, or is it? Did he just not see you? Oh, is it that so, kind of thing? So what happened was that we did a little stunt we did a stunt where I go inside or I have, those, yeah and then the defense tackle is outside and um, I went for I went for you know right here like around his rib area and then what well, I didn't realize that somebody else had gone for his leg 
So as I tackled him up here, oh. he kind of fell the other way. And then, I mean, he still got the pass off. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> he had the pass off, and I mean, they caught it. I was like, come on. <laughs> I was like, if I, if I was playing secondary, I could have gotten that pick. <laughs> but, um, bend him in half. and Honestly, that, that's how it was. And then we heard him on the ground. He was like, ah. And we looked back, and we're like, um, it's, what, it's whatever, though. <laughs> did, it, did it somewhat, when you look back, did it look like the Prescott? Uh, Prescott. Uh, oh. Uh, who was that just injured their uh, leg? NFL uh, player. Gosh, I'm blanking here. No, you're right. You're uh, right. Yeah, Dak Prescott yeah, yeah, right. yeah. broke his ankle. Yeah. Did it look like. Honestly, I didn't see <laughs> it. You didn't see it? I, I, I didn't you're see like, it. I, 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 I really I didn't want to. That's too gruesome. <laughs> the guy probably was just like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> he just checked out of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember. Uh, I don't know if there was an ambulance there, actually. Oh, so I think, I think he just had his athletic trainers <laughs> put a boot on him. Oh, my God. And so I, oh, I don't man, remember. Poor guy. I, I can't remember, but I think I might have, like, you know, after the game when we did that good game, I think I might have walked past him. <laughs> I was like, why is he wearing a boot? Oh, I thought he had been taken you know, to the hospital. But I don't know. Did you go up to a guy? Hey, man, uh, no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Chin up, son. Really, Chin up. Yeah. It was just a really good play, man. <laughs> it was. It really was. That was a good game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had beaten them, like, 49 to, or, like, 42 to 9, something like that. I, I love the how competitive the TAPS conference or division is uh, in Texas, and I mean, how does it weigh out this year? Do you, I mean, is it is it getting underway soon? Is is TAPS playoff getting underway here? Shortly? Honestly, the thing that we were talking about most is you know having a chance to go back to state. But one of the things that's unfortunate is that a lot of other teams have decided you know we're going to cancel our season, or we're going to wait until the spring, and you know. Since we're like the only TAPS team in El Paso, um, no, we couldn't really delay our games because, you know, we're not going to travel or they're not going to travel all the way across Texas. So, you know, what we usually do every year, you know, we play teams in El, here in El Paso and it works out pretty well. But, I mean, this year just we can't. So, yeah, I mean, there's only one, like Clint ISD, Fabens, and they're the only ones who are actually out there. I mean, that San Eli game, it, it's almost fortunate that you guys got that one. It really off. was, honestly. It was right there. Like, if it was any later, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It was literally the perfect week. Just as soon as we got out of that two weeks, we were like, we took that week to practice, and then we played, and then I think that Saturday we were told, oh, you know, we're not going to play next weekend because somebody in Horizon, they have COVID problems also. And then we were like, okay, well, we'll, we'll just wait for the El Paso High game. And then El Paso High was like, oh, we don't feel like playing you guys because we got spanked by Irvin. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is crazy. It's crazy how this has all gone. It, it's been really tough because UIL hasn't given a direction that says – if you've got X amount of players who've tested positive, you can't play a game. But if you only have X amount of players who have complications and no other positives, mm -hmm. then you can't, you know, they, there hasn't been any kind of like direction or directive mm -hmm. from the really UIL. Hasn't. And it's important because it's trickling down all the way to here. I mean, tr people trying to get games in and people just trying to play. I mean, um, is, there, is there any other games on the schedule for this season yet? Or is it, it just kind of in limbo and uncertainty right now? Honestly, it's, it's pretty much like you said. It's in limbo. It's uncertainty, because we were supposed to have. We were trying to get a game against Mountain View. Mm -hmm. um, we were, you know, we were trying to get anybody to play us. Anybody really? No, but I know. We, we were yeah, trying that's... to. Who was it? We were trying to get somebody. I think our coach at one point he was talking about 
trying to play because at the at the time Isleta was the only district that was still open, so we were like, we'll try to get somebody from Isleta, just you know to have at least to have a game. Mm, but then you know the city is like you know they decided to shut down, so it couldn't happen. So we just we're trying right now to get a, get a game in Fort Stockton. <coughs> okay. Yes. Wow. Well, I, I really, I mean, I really hope you guys get to play another game. Yeah, That's just absolutely. the bottom line. I mean, just that on-field experience, there's nothing like it. We were talking about that, mm-hmm. you know, before is that there, you can practice, you can work out in the gym, you do everything, but there's just nothing like that in-game experience, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, once you have, you have to really apply everything, put it together once you finish your training, and then, of course, once you finish all the stuff that you do for practice. And, and I remember, I think just a, a week or two ago, when you guys, who did you guys, you guys played, uh, what was the team you guys played? Uh, San Eli. Mm-hmm. And the, the game went well, and then, I mean, unfortunately you guys lost, but you guys had four, five injuries, I think? Five injuries. Five injuries, wow. I mean, right wow. off the bat, uh, hamstrings, hip, and ankle. Hamstrings, hip, and ankle. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you can, you can practice and do all this stuff, but... There's only so much you can do. You've, you know, you have to go into that competitive mindset and, and just kind of put it all together once you finish your training and then you do your practice stuff so you can keep rehearsing in, in a way. Uh, so I think just being far away from from all those games and then just up and down, up and down roller coaster, you know, it's unfortunately gonna gonna lead to those those type of things. But uh, uh, how did you feel going into, I mean, with, with all these, well, the games that, that you played, how did you feel going into, were you worried at all as far as injuries? Uh, you looked at the rest of your teammates. Of course, <laughs> with true. the training that you've gotten here. Yeah, exactly. And I mean that in, in, in all sincerity because, you know, I've, I've, I've tracked everything that you've done here since you started training here in March. Uh, you know, I wrote down, I remember you, for your assessment, you had, uh, you got a 23.6-inch uh, vertical. Not a very good for a basketball player. Uh, oh yeah. my gosh. But, but. <laughs> Mine would be half that, so. Um, but at the end of the summer, you know, after we did several blocks of training, you finished with 29.5 inches. You know, your, all your lifts, uh, you know, you PR'd on, on your squad, on your, on your bench, your speed got uh, improved quite a bit. So going into the season and, and these games, did you feel just as confident? Were you worried at all about, any, about your performance, uh, getting injured in any kind of way? Did you feel ready? Oh yeah, I felt yeah. I, mean, I felt as ready as possible. You know, like you said, I mean, the training that I do get here is <laughs> it's right there. It's top-notch training. All right, there I you love go. it. The uh, what about your your teammates or like even the opposing? Were you like, man, this guy's out of shape? Oh like, man, you can, you can out. definitely tell. <laughs> you can definitely tell. You know, once you hit the once you hit the real field, because you know you can do all that in practice, but mm-hmm. you get breaks here and there. In football, it's like sometimes you don't really get to have breaks. If, you know, if said, and um, you know, one of the things I did notice, I was like, "Oh, some of these guys are out of shape. Some of these guys, you know, <laughs> they're still lifting the weights that they did last year. Mm-hmm. It's like they're still kind of the same speed. They weren't really as, I don't know, they weren't really as ready. And it's, it was unfortunate that we had lost those guys from injury, and I feel like that played a big part of it. Well, I think it's going to make you stand out with colleges because they're going to be like, okay, who was the guy who put the work in during the pandemic and who, is, who didn't, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's going to show right away. I mean, college coaches will know as soon as they see or throw on the film or just talk mm-hmm. and see what you were doing. 
they're going to know you versus somebody else who didn't, who just frankly didn't. And I think that that number of people who just didn't do stuff is a lot higher than we may think. Yeah, I mean, was. I was I was watching the first couple of weeks of high school and I was like, oof, man, this, this is, is sloppy. It's yeah. getting tough. Yeah, it's pretty sloppy, yeah. I mean, I'm just blessed to have have been able to, you know, come here. It's been continue training. Yeah. Have, have those guys recovered, by the way? The I'm sure they have. Guys? I haven't seen them since the game. Because after that, okay. you know, is when decided we're not going to have any more games. We can't practice. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, what, what, how can you follow up with, you know, with, with that? That's, that's rough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, seriously, Antonio, for the rest of the, for the, rest of the off season or for the rest of the whatever remainder of the season we have, I mean, best of luck to you. It's, it seems Thank like you. it's going to be a big, arduous process throughout this time. But I know there's, there are a lot of people here in El Paso and people, like, as far as the college level who would love to connect with you and probably just work with you or give you the right direction, which has probably been great for you, just getting a chance to talk to people and uh, market yourself and talk to college coaches about what the future is. It's unfortunate about what's happening now, but you understand what the bigger picture is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's it is what it is, really. You know, I've I did hear that a lot of coaches from some schools have you know kind of bypassed the twenty twenty one year. So yeah, I know. Did you know? That? No, I did not know that. Yeah, they did. Some of them did. G- g- so. Give us all the behind the behind the scenes information <laughs> that we don't. Yeah, that, that we don't get. Well, it's because it's a money thing. I mean, it, they have to they have to take into account how many scholarships they're given or the lack thereof. NCAA, NCAA needs to probably step in and say, hey, here's an expanded scholarship requirement minimum, or here's some extra funding that your school can receive in order to pay for something. Because you're right. I mean, it's it's about probably the funding that's been the big deterrent. Yeah, for it might be. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, that's that, that 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 really sucks. But I mean, I, you know, we have there are so many colleges here here in the U.S. You know, from D1, D2, D3, and then of course, let's not forget that that's just with NCAA. You know, there's also NAIA schools that, mm-hmm. you know, they they have great programs. And for someone who is looking for not only a great uh, football program, but a good program for academics you know i i know they have great great programs there so i i know there's there's several universities that that athletes can go into maybe it's not the one you you wanted to go into right off the bat if you wanted to stay here in texas or you know if your dream was really to go to this school but you know just expand your horizon and and look at other schools that could potentially help you and then from then on perhaps you can you can transfer elsewhere you know once you get more film going into the next season I think that'd be that'd be a good way to do it. Yeah. No, and I mean, I really appreciate you coming on and joining us, man. It's it's great to finally get some high school perspective, and yeah. sure, it's hard to hard to relay this because it's kind of downer news. But I'm glad that it seems like you have a, a great a great uh, you know a foresight of what's going to happen in the future. So yeah. I commend you for that, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, hey, it's going to wrap us up. Episode four, Armando. It's in the books. Yes. Yeah. Like. Share and subscribe, people. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Well, I appreciate everybody who listened. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for tuning in to episode four of the Physical Athletics Podcast.